right. <laughs> Welcome back to Detroit Strange. This podcast. We can't make it through our intro anymore. No, we really can't. We had we had some some so many technical difficulties. We had a few technical difficulties. I'm yelling at appliances. Mm-hmm. He his his water heater is uh, dead to him now. Just so you know. Yes. <laughs> it's a tragedy though, because that's an important household uh utility but i'll get through Mm. um it'll (laughs) apologize eventually i see a lot of cold showers in your future just what i need 2020 (laughs) no hot water (laughs) oh well hi hello happy new year happy new year it's 2020 we can leave the 2010s behind Mm -hmm. what's one thing you're excited to leave behind in 2019 or 2010s Oh, I was not expecting this question. Me neither. It just came to mind. Well, you know what I realized? Um, I finally figured out how to do in the 2010s. What? My makeup. Legit. I finally just got the right stuff together or started getting the right stuff together. And that's that's fun. That's actually what the new block, because in the block song was written about you finding your right makeup. You've got the, <laughs> the right, right stuff, stuff baby. baby. It's uh, all the, over your face. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> sounds dirty i don't like it i don't like it Uh, yes what are you leaving behind though um i didn't really answer the question but i probably won't either (laughs) i wrote a trivia question about like hey soul sister needs to stay back there oh i'm fine with it though i like like that song i like that song i think it's fun see when i was like tweeting my bop as the kids say (sighs) including you overplayed (laughs) overplayed it's like the first bop Mm, <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's the first bop, but it's an early bop. It's an er- I mean, for the 2010s, it was kind of the first bop. Yeah, exactly. But I'm over it. Um, See, I don't think it comes around. I it it only comes around once in a while. So now it's like a. Um, it just reminds me of how long I pretended to like singer songwriter stuff and how much I actually don't usually okay. like this. I think I wrote in like 2012 was like peak of me pretending to like Mumford and Sons. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But I don't hate all singer-songwriters. Just anything, like, quirky. Because <laughs> just, like, I feel like early 2010s was, like, ah, quirky. Wait. I like the banjo and Bring About oh, Lantern. I just realized we were talking about two very different songs. Oh, what song are you thinking about? I don't know which one you're thinking about at all. Hey, so sister, yes, Mr. 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 Oh, no, I hated that song. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, girl. Oh, no. I was thinking, hey, sister, soul sister. Oh, no, that's a bad sister. That's why I was like shocked. No, the train song. Oh, no, train. mm -mm. Yeah. Train can run off the rails for all I care. That's why I was like, I'm surprised you like this song so no, much. No, I don't at all. Okay. I really... I'm glad we clarified. I think, this could yeah. have became a rip. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, what is singer? What is he thinking? Singer-songwriter? <laughs> no. But just like, remember when like Mumford and Sons, everyone was like, yeah. oh my God, I just want to grow a beer and drink out of a mason jar. I <laughs> remember thinking that that stuff was just okay. If it was on, I was fine with it, but I never sought it out. It was a 2010 equivalent of like the straw fedora. <laughs> like that was like, that was 2000s. I was too busy. Jason Raz, get out of here. Listening to things that I downloaded online. Um, you wouldn't know the band. So like, I won't even tell you about them. They're kind of indie. They have their own label. Um, just 
they're really the 2010s cool, early 2010s were good for that too yeah i mean it was like kind of the end of that i mean that was definitely mean like the 2000s mm-hmm. to 2010 but like even afterwards like i don't know i would go down like the I don't think Spotify exists in 2010, but like the Spotify loop of like, oh, if you like this band, try this band and like all that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. where most of my music throughout like the last decade has come from or somebody See, else telling Pandora me about guy. it. I love Pandora. I don't like Pandora. Like 2015. I've always when I mean, Pandora was first. Yeah. So I didn't oh, sure. use Pandora, but I didn't like that. You can choose your own songs. Fair. And so when Spotify came along, game changer, I was like, I can make my own playlist. I can put space and then Spotify radio came along. Yeah. Which is Pandora. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, saying. I do like Spotify a lot now. I held out for a long time. So I'm like, no, I just want my music on my phone. Why would I ever want to stream it? I don't have data. Cause I got more data. I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, I was a very early adapter to Spotify. I mean, I was premium pretty early. Wow. <laughs> I've been wasting my money. It's not a waste, honey. Think about how much music we had to buy to listen to all the music you listen to on Spotify. That's true. And like well, I think Hashtag it, not sponsored. It's more that it's it's more that you can have the free version or whatever, yeah. but you can only skip ahead three times. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the commercial the commercials are fine, but I don't know. There was like a while I was driving a lot and stuff, so Spotify became the main thing. That's before I Agreed. discovered podcasts. Podcasts, you say? What are those? Oh, I don't know. They're different. Can I pick one up at the supermarket? You can listen to one at the supermarket. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yes, they're new. Who is she? She's different. <laughs> That's not going anywhere in 2020. No. Although I do like that we just did a commercial for the genre of podcasts. Hashtag, Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> I was just about to do that. Yes. So we're starting off the year well. Yeah. So what's new with you? I mean, not too much. It's uh, I'm I'm older now. Yeah. yeah, I had a great birthday. Yeah, thank you for I coming. I had a lot of fun. The Polaroids were a lot of fun. Maybe yes. I'll post a few on our yeah our Instagram. By the way, if you want to have fun, buy a Polaroid camera. It is mm-hmm. worth it. Get the square. I like the square ones. Do they make non-square ones? Yeah, there's like mini ones. Remember the sticker ones? Yes. Yes. Nobody needs that. No, I haven't seen one of those in years. Like the little guy, like yeah. really little guys. Yeah. No, they make smaller ones that are about like half the size of the square ones. That are called mini, How and then dare they you, also Polaroid. have they also have uh, wide angle ones that are more like landscapey. Okay. Yeah, though, and the mini ones are also kind of landscapey too. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm very happy with my classic. They're still smaller yeah. than like actual classic Polaroid, but eh, they're fine. I yeah. like them. I put them up on my wall. They're very cute. Oh, yeah. Well, I have fun. a rule: anybody who comes over, if you see one that you're in and that you like, you can have it, but you have to come hang out with me first. <laughs> yes the price of this polaroid is spending time with me <laughs> that's so sad no i get it though yeah i, so- just, I wouldn't let them have it i'd say you can take a picture of it but you didn't pay for that film that's mine yeah and that's just expensive i own the rights to this film that film is expensive let me tell you i believe it because like instagram is here yeah it's like a dollar free. a sheet damn yeah yeah but I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. Worth it for like a party like that. Yeah. Like remember when they used to like have like at weddings, they just put like disposable cameras on the tables. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. So how is your 2020 starting out? Pretty good. My one of my part of my New Year's resolution was to shop less. That on January 2nd, my coworker was like, oh, IKEA is having a great sale to the fifth. And I'm like, 
well, I better look at that online. And I looked at that online. Makes sense. Didn't see anything I liked there. I went to Wayfair because like maybe Wayfair is having a sale. I need some things. Mm-hmm. Went to look for like a um, a bedside table. I ended up for like my guest room. Yeah. Then I ended up buying a rug, a comforter, and a new set of sheets for my bedroom. And then I was like, fuck, I was supposed to shop less. And then I showed it to my mom. She's like, that looks nice. You should paint your bedroom. Like, shit, that does sound fun. Well, not fun, but like, I'm like, that would be nice yeah. to have a newly painted bedroom. Because it'll make everything I just bought look better. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, now I'm repainting my bedroom. You've got a lot of work to do. We better yeah. hurry up with this show. Thanks, Barb. <laughs> Thanks for telling me about sales. <laughs> oh, Barb. Yeah, but she did go with me to pick out paint samples at lunch period. Oh, that's sweet. Which is mostly called a lunch hour when you're have a real job and not in school. I don't know. It makes it sound British. Lunch period. On lunch period, I went to the store and I picked out some paint samples. Yeah, but like, I told her if you don't see me on Monday, it's because I'm sobbing on my bedroom floor, surrounded by 50 shades of paint samples, <laughs> which are all gray because that's what color paint room. So I just, like a gray wall. Same. I think it, it gives it um, a little bit of warmth versatility. and coziness. Yeah, yeah, and versatility. Because right now they're just white walls. Yeah, I'm not a not fan a of fan. white walls. I've had a lot of them being a renter. Um, That's exactly what I was thinking, because, like, I've always just rent. This is the first place I've, like, been able to paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I never, like, when I painted that other bedroom, I didn't realize how much of a difference paint makes and how white walls are not cozy. Oh, no, not at all. That's why I think I end up covering them with lots of stuff. Yeah. Just because it makes it cozier. Sometimes I'll even just put, like, fabric on the wall just to be like, yeah. this is better. That's like a tapestry. A wall tapestry. I love a good tapestry. A tapestry on a lunch period. Yes. So we've got a drink in front of us. It's the first drink of the new year. It is. And you could say it's almost um, a drink from a month ago because it is a candy cane martini. (laughs) It is very holiday-esque. Yes, we just can't let go of the holidays here. Not yet. Well, at least when things from them are left over. Yeah. I need to get rid of that peppermint vodka and then also candy canes. But look at these cute glasses I got. They're very adorable. Right? They yeah. Came with, they have um, a little goose. Yeah. My future brother-in-law got me a big old bottle of Grey Goose. And these wine glasses, like, when I opened them, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. It's just my size. Because <laughs> it's like a liter of vodka. Oh, that's a large. That's a big yeah. boy. Yeah. It's a big boy bottle. Wow. I know. He got the size right. Thanks, mm. Shane. Well done. Well, but delicious. Well done thank to you, you as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I got a story for you. <gasps> this is the first story we're recording in 2020. I know. I'm excited. And hopefully it starts it off right. Yeah. Let's get the ball rolling. So have you heard of Art <laughs> Van? I'm kidding. <laughs> That's our no. exciting 2020 story. It's, oh, it's a furniture store that opened in their 60s. And now they're closing down. I shouldn't shit on it too they? much because I might do them in the future because... Oh. No, I don't know. Probably not. Okay. They but, might have, there might be something there. I have no idea. There might be, but I'm, I know that his name was like Art Van something or other. Vanderwinkle. Something ridiculous yeah. like that. But anyway, this one is a bit different. It's, have you ever heard of Dewan Sims? I don't think so. So this is actually, this idea came from a listener, our friend Sarah Wilder. Oh, I love Sarah. Yeah, I think she just messaged me on Twitter about this. And I was like, I'm going to cover this. Okay. So on December 11th, 1994, a child named Dewan Sims was reported missing at the Wonderland Mall in Livonia. 
On December 11, 2019, a man shows up at the Livonia Police Department claiming he believes that he could be that missing child. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's like um uh Anastasia. <laughs> I've never seen Anastasia, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. But I mean that's basically what happened. Okay. Minus a mall and add in a castle. I mean, the Livonia Wonderland Mall is like a castle. It's true. As in, I've never been to one. (laughs) You've never been to a mall? The Livonia Wonderland Mall. I've never been 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 to that mall. I feel like I probably have. I just can't. Like, what's in there? What would I know? Everything. Livonia is magical, first of all. I discovered this a few weeks ago. I needed to run errands. I got to Livonia because I had to go to an Ulta (laughs) to pick up a specific lipstick. Who am I, by the way? And Makeup queen. Oh, yes, but no, but yes. Yeah. Uh, And then everything I needed was right there. I had returns to make to Michael's from like a sketch, like just some stuff that I had not used. And yeah. like, then there was a Meyer where I could return my bottles and then there was an Aldi and then there was like a UPS so I could drop off my Amazon. Like Livonia has everything. It's magical. Go on. Okay. <laughs> so um, after I wrote, what, what, what? <laughs> then Dizio. So on that fateful December day in 1994, Dewana Harris, the mother, went to Wonderland Mall with her four-year-old son, Dewan, who went missing. Oh. Surveillance footage shows Harris at the mall, but not her son. And it led to investigators to wonder if he was ever at the mall and brought suspicions upon the family. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This sounds like vaguely familiar, like I've seen it on a show or something, but just didn't know. Here's why. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. After the incident, she felt like she was being treated like a suspect. Said in 1994, I feel like a lot of the turns that their Livonia police are taking is because of the Susan Smith case. And I do understand what Livonia police have to do. And that's why I've been cooperating with them. Who is Susan Smith? I don't know. Word journey. Okay. <laughs> so in, this is why it might sound familiar to you because also in October of 1994, so like the month before a woman named Susan Smith in South Carolina reported to police that her car had been stolen by a black man with her two kids inside. <gasps> when she described the man, the sketch was too generic and was said to have described half the African-American men who lived in the community. Something tells me she's a liar. Yeah. So she put on a good show, making dramatic pleas for their return for nine days. I'm just like, oh my God, my babies, please return my babies. Eh. Not that that's a bad thing to do, but you'll see why I'm like being a shit about it now. I have feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So it led to an intense investigation and search. Detectives doubted her story from the start. Nothing seemed to add up. On the second day, they were suspicious that she knew the location and hoped they were still alive. Both her and her estranged husband were subjected to a polygraph test. The Achilles heel of her testimony was a description of the carjacking location. She claimed that the light turned red, causing her to stop at an empty intersection. It was determined that the light would not have turned red unless there was a car on the intersecting road. Which contradicts the fact that she said she like had to stop at an empty intersection. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so like the light activated, would have been red, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, the light wouldn't have been red unless there were other cars there, but she said there were no other cars there, but she still stopped. So, fishy already. Yeah. She's lying. Yeah, already. and that's when they started searching nearby bodies of water. Mm-hmm. On November 3rd, 1994, she confessed to letting her car roll into a nearby lake with her son still inside, leaving them to drown. No! 
Yeah. Why? Because she's trash. Her reasoning was that she wanted to be able to have a relationship with a local wealthy man. Okay, I do slightly remember that. I think I remember both these stories from actually being on the news. Like, yeah, I wasn't young in 1994, but I wasn't old. Yeah, like I, I would have been old enough to remember news stories like this. Kind of. I was like middle school, I think. Okay. So yeah, I kind of remember these things. Yeah. Well, there's another reason you might remember them. I'll get to that later. Okay. But so. She wanted to form a relationship with this local wealthy man, and he had no intention of forming a family. So she was sentenced to life with a possibility of parole after 30 years, which would be November 4th, 2024, just five years, four years from now. So he didn't want a family. So she's like, but maybe he wants a murderer. Right. Like, I don't. Mm. But yeah, trash. Susan Smith, you are trash. Yes. And why this case might sound familiar, it was inspiration for a South Park episode. Oh, really? Season 5, episode 14, Butter's very own episode that aired in 2001. After informing his mother of his father's secret, she becomes unhinged and tries to murder Butters by dumping her car in a river with him inside. I do not recall that, but I do believe that South they Park did that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, they waited seven years, but still, like, uh... I mean, it's South little... Park's taste has always been questionable. Yeah, I mean, they were... It's usually poignant, but taste is not always there. Well, the reason they did stuff like that, though, was to ultimately, like, point out the ridiculousness of... Yeah. Like, not re- that's not even the right word, but just, like, they did things to point out that things are hor- horrible. Yeah. So I don't think it came from a heartless place. It's just... Their way of, like, pointing fingers... Not pointing fingers, but just kind of, like, bringing awareness. Yeah. Bringing awareness to things, but not being too much was, of a bummer about it. But also, like, mm. isn't this fucked up? Yeah. I, I Yeah. That's always the vibe I got, at least. Yeah. Same. Like, it never seemed as, like, like the show Drawn Together. Do you remember the show Drawn Together? Sort of. I remember That show existing. was just offensive to be offensive. Okay. I don't remember the actual content. Because they actually made a movie where, like, because, like, their whole thing was, like, we're just as gross as South Park. We just don't make a point with it. Yeah. That's not yeah. good then. That's yeah. just trash. Which, like, middle school or, like, high school Alex thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd hold up for 27-year-old Alex now. Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. But, so, it's terrible that it was thought that she would do this, like, just because this other woman killed her child in this way. Yeah. That, but, you know, the, this case was just so fresh on people's mind that people were suspicious. But Harris made a statement to the public um, saying... The only thing that I want the public to know is that my only concern is finding my son. Whoever has my baby, I know he's safe, and I know you're taking good care of him. What I'm hoping is that someone may have ran across my child. We've got your Christmas ready, so just come home. Oh. And so Dewana maintained her innocence all this time, and the case went cold. So back to 2019. Uh, I forget. How how old was he? Four. Four. Oh. He's four years old. Baby. So in 2019... The police first heard about his theory after he posted on Facebook that, like, which I said, damn, everyone just loves to overshare. Like, because he basically (laughs) was like, he had concerns about what his parents, I'm going to put air quotes on parents, told him about his childhood. And, um, but he didn't want to be in the media, but he posted on Facebook. So this is... Ten, nine years later? How many years later? No, 25. Oh, 25. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, because this happened in 94. So now it's 2019. So he would have been about 29. Oh, that was this year. That was, yeah. Last, yeah. Last, uh, well, yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. This year when I wrote it, or this year when I wrote it, but now it's last year when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But 
So the Livonia police captain, Ronald Haig, confirmed that this man came in on December 11th, the 25th anniversary of his disappearance. Tag was actually part of the department back in 94, too. So, like, less than a month ago? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the man provided a DNA sample. Officials contacted Dewana about it, and she is cooperating with the investigation. She spoke with the man claimed to be her son and asked him personal information that only he could know, like birthmarks, date of birth, etc. And he was unable to answer the questions, but you have to remember that he was only four when he disappeared, so mm-hmm. understandably, his memory might not be the best. No, birthmarks make sense, but nothing else. I mean, right. Especially if he had a different life after that. Yeah. Because a lot of, I think, our early memories are kind of like constructed by people telling us about them. Yeah. Yeah. So the police department still have DNA samples from Dewan's father and the mother from the original investigation in 1994 and said that the DNA testing could take up to three to four months, which is a long time. But then again, so is 25 years. (laughs) So basically, they're still waiting on the DNA like yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so I also found that there was a report from the department in 2009 when Sergeant Shelley Holloway, the lone officer remaining on the force at the time when the disappearance occurred, said that the Livonia Police Department was pretty confident that Dewan never made it to the mall that day. The report also had a statement from Dewana that said that it hurt when people asked her about her missing son, but she held out hope that she would someday see him again. Hopefully we'll be having one of those how does it feel that he's home, finally home days. Mm-hmm. Also not mentioning that nobody was ever charged in the case due to lack of evidence. And that's all the information that's available at this time. And I really hope it does turn out to be your son because that would be nice. Yeah. Um, and then um, hopefully when the DNA test comes back, we can have a follow up and see how this all plays out. But really, that's all there is right now. So, wow. I should put a to be continued on the end of this. Yeah. That's crazy that it's like in the middle right now. Yeah, that's why I thought this was like a really fun, not fun, but like. Well, yeah, yeah. Interesting. This is a really, yeah, like a really interesting episode because it's something still ongoing, but like mm-hmm. has roots back in. Also, did it say like what was his reasoning for thinking? I don't really, it didn't really say like what made him specifically think that other than what his parents said about his childhood didn't add up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Weird. And oh, just so I don't forget my sources are clickondetroit.com, MLive, USA Today, and those are my sources. Okay. Oh, Wikipedia. I read Wikipedia about the Susan Smith case. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Very well done. Thank, Thank you, you, Sarah, again. Yeah, thanks. And if anyone else has suggestions, hit us up on either any of our social medias or email. hmm Which we always list at the end of the episode. We can do that now yeah. too if you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. At Detroit Strange at gmail.com and at, at Detroit Strange at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's just Detroit Strange. Mm-hmm. If you look us up, you'll find us. You'll probably find us. Hopefully. Yeah. Google it. That is wow. I, yeah. I, 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 wow. Right? Like twists and turns. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Are you ready for some two truths and a lie? yeah um so since it is 2020 i'm barbara walters and this (laughs) is 2020 oh man i wish i had made one about the show now (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i didn't um but i did two truths and a lie about 1920s okay yeah the whole like the roaring 20s they're back they're here i think this is about their flappers 
Is this just about the 20s? Yeah. Oh, no, this is exactly 1920. So about 1920 specifically. Okay. So a hundred years ago. hundred? Look at that math I just did. That was such good math. So, fact one. Yes. The Constitution was twice amended in a single year. Fact two. A guy named Ponzi was sent to jail for his schemes. (laughs) Fact three. The mass media was born. I'm going to go with fact one is the lie. Because I feel like it was the number. Is Fact wrong. one is true. Ooh, what were the two amendments? Uh, the two amendments were, I'm going back to it. The 18th Amendment prohibited alcohol in the United States. Boo. It was, ri- uh, it was the most openly ignored regulation in American history. Not only did the amendment fail to be heeded, it often failed to be acknowledged with a straight face. <laughs> and then the second one, I keep talking about prohibition. <laughs> so I don't know what the other amendment is. Um, no, I'm really mad I didn't mention what the second one is. That's okay. So it's got to be three then, because I feel like the Ponzi scheme, I know what a Ponzi scheme is. Well, I don't know what it is. I've heard of it. The third one was the mass media was born. Yeah. That's also true. Damn it. Did uh, he not go to jail for his Ponziing? Well, he might have eventually, but in 1920, a guy named Ponzi came up with a sales scheme. Damn it. Yeah. So the mass media, though, um, November of 1920, the first commercially licensed radio station began broadcasting uh, presidential elections results. So that was the first time for that. And then, yeah, Ponzi basically in the early 1900s, representatives from countries around the world worked out a way to make it easier for people to send mail across national borders. So it was an international reply coupon Uh and it could be brought into one country and traded for postage postage stamps in another uh-huh. and so charles ponzi an italian immigrant to the u.s discovered a loophole in the system because world war one left so much of europe in economic ruin ponzi realized that he could buy coupons in various countries and redeem them in the u.s for a return on investment Ooh. because he wanted large returns he needed a large investment so he set up a business called the security exchange company and he hired agents to bring in new investors promising large commissions for the money brought in so he basically was like Hey, y'all bring me these coupons. Uh, eventually, word spread that investments could bring massive returns. The investors were able to bring in new investors who brought in new investors and so on and so on and so on. Uh, yep. The system, Ponzi. of course, eventually collapsed, though the Ponzi scheme lives today. Is that what Amway does? I think that's what Amway does. Right? Um, I mean, they've been. That's multi-level marketing. Yes. I was going to say they've been accused of it being like a Ponzi scheme, and it's kind of like that. But like there are it, there's slight differences to it. Uh-huh. Um, it matters who you talk to, though. Like some people say, like, yeah, it's definitely a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, because it is. I mean, like the whole idea of Ponzi scheme is there's one head person, the top of the pyramid. Rich who, the boss. Mm, who finds people to underneath to find people to find people to find people. Yeah. And eventually there's people bringing in money that goes up through the ladder. So eventually, like the top tier person doesn't really have to do anything. Yeah, and then your wife gets named Secretary of Education or something. I'm not sure she ding, can read. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it about the Roaring Twenties. Woo! Although they weren't roaring yet in 1920, no. I don't think. They, they were, were still just like... They were a little cub. getting started. They weren't a lion yet. They were a little cub. Yeah. Yawning. Yes. <laughs> the yawning twenties. <20s. laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was like Simba before he got his mane. Yeah, it was Simba when Rafiki holds him up. Yeah. <laughs> that is yawns. the 20s. It's cute. Yeah. 
1920 is so cute. Yeah. 2020 is so cute, too. Hopefully you get some cool stuff like we got in the 1920s, but less bad stuff. Yeah. Only good stuff. Um, 2020, only good stuff. Yeah. This is why I don't read the news, because I want to believe in good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, everything I learned is not good. Anyway, uh, I'm to- <laughs> And uh, I think that about does it. Yeah. Yeah. So if we find more information on this, we'll report back later. But definitely until then, if you have any other suggestions that don't get bad at us, want to follow us, anything again, let's see if we can do this like better this time. Detroit strange at gmail.com at Detroit strange at Twitter and Instagram Detroit strange on Facebook. Yeah. And if you find a second, please um, subscribe to us on anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, then maybe, you know, a little rate, a little review, give us them stars. Yeah. That'd be great. And, um, until next time, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence. 